Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Making Your Impact. It's just wonderful to have you here today. For those of you who are new here, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for The Dragonfly Home, a nonprofit in Oklahoma City that serves survivors of human trafficking. I'm also a writer, speaker, and attorney. And you can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. Today's episode is part one of an unintentional two-parter. June is book month here on Making Your Impact. For quite a while now, I've been planning to do an episode about two books by the same person, author, actress, YouTube pioneer, gaming aficionado, and streamer, Felicia Day. But when I started, I had my episode all planned out, but when I started talking about the truly life-changing difference Felicia's books made for me in making my impact and how I think they can help you in making yours, I just got too passionate and I just got too into it and it ended up becoming two episodes. So, okay, we will go with it. On today's episode, I'll be discussing Felicia Day's first book, a hilarious and inspiring memoir called You're Never Weird on the Internet. Almost. This book helped me realize the power of creating your own thing and not waiting for someone to give you permission. This is a lesson that came at a critical time for me, and I've carried that message with me day in and day out for about five years now. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Felicia Day is the kind of person who you would probably recognize. She's an actress best known for her roles on Supernatural as Charlie. She was back on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And maybe you've heard of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog and just numerous commercial appearances. Felicia Day is considered a pioneer in the world of YouTube and web series creation. She created a web series called The Guild back in 2006, 2007. That was one of the very first YouTube web series. Like hardly anyone was doing YouTube at the time. And she created something that was so new and different that there was somewhat recently, a display at the Smithsonian of costumes from that show. That's how fundamental her work is. She also created a YouTube channel and production company called Geek and Sundry, which has millions of followers. Felicia also live streams on Twitch playing video games. She has over 200,000 subscribers and live streams multiple times a week, which by the way, has been especially therapeutic during the pandemic. Felicia Day also unfortunately made the news a few years ago because she survived some very serious online trolling. Like it made the national news. It was so severe. And since then, she has played a big role in making it a standard to build positive online communities and shut down online bullying. I first happened upon Felicia because back in 2012, I was dog sitting for some friends for a week. 
And I guess I wanted something completely different to watch. And there was this show on Netflix at the time called Eureka, which was a fun sci-fi show, which had never really been my genre before. But you know how it goes. Netflix kept suggesting it to me. And so I finally was like, okay, fine, I'll bite. And I watched it. And to this day, I watch Eureka at least once a year. It's like a summertime show for me. And Felicia Day played a great character on that show the last couple seasons named Dr. Holly Martin. I didn't really think anything of it. But fast forward a few years later, and I actually, in 2016, for a couple of years, started playing Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. Dungeons and Dragons is this role-playing game that I had seen on a bunch of comedy shows that I enjoyed. And I just thought it was interesting. I love Lord of the Rings, and it's very Lord of the Rings-ish, but like you're playing the characters. Anyway, I had been intrigued by it for a while. And so I had the opportunity to play it for a few years and and get to know that world a little bit. And it was a lot of fun. Tends to be a lot of commitment. So it's been a few years since I played it, but it was really fun at the time. And it was then that I remembered this show, The Guild. Also, Netflix had suggested this show to me for years. And I was like, well, I just don't really have a frame of reference for this show. And I remember the first night in summer 2016, I ever played D&D. I was driving home and I thought, wait a second. What is that show that Netflix is always recommending to me? Isn't it sort of in this same genre? And in fact, I was kind of right. So Felicia Day actually created the guild. This is the show that was the pioneering show on YouTube. And she created it because she herself actually had a pretty serious gaming addiction back in the early 2000s. She talks about it in her memoir. She was out in LA trying to make it. And video games, especially one called World of Warcraft, became her escape. But then it became like the dominating thing in her life. And so when she decided to break away from that and get back on track with her career, she ended up writing The Guild, which was about someone in that same position who has been playing with an online guild, playing a World of Warcraft type game, which I've only ever seen a little bit. I don't have a lot of familiarity with it. And then they all end up becoming friends in real life. And they have these hilarious, very quirky adventures together, but end up becoming this family. And it's it's funny, it's quirky, it's silly, but I just loved that show. All right. So then (laughs) that summer, probably within a couple of weeks, I was strolling through Barnes and Noble and one of the end caps caught my eye and there was a book by Felicia Day. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. It's the person from the guild. Well, she wrote a book. And so, well, the way I did it, I immediately checked Audible to see if there was an audiobook version of it. And guess what? There was And that is when I learned that Felicia Day is brilliant and hilarious. I didn't know that she had created, written every episode, directed and produced The Guild, that she had made it with hardly any money with her two other producers just by being resourceful and partnering with people that she knew after getting shut down and discouraged by the industry who told her, no, we're not going to make your show. She figured out a way to just make it herself. And then it became this 
viral phenomenon. And I found her story to be so inspiring, but she tells it in such a hilarious way. And so I have listened to that audiobook so many times and I come back to her story a lot. I mean, I credit finding this book with having the courage to start writing my own memoir, which had been on my heart, with creating this podcast, with, and in fact, at the time, we were just in the midst of founding the Dragonfly Home, striking out on our own, and building that from scratch with practically zero resources. And Felicia's story inspired me in just the right way, and it came along at just the right time. One of her quotes that has stuck with me all these years is, you can attempt anything. I can't tell you how many times I will say that to myself when I think, I wonder if I could ever X, Y, Z. And then I remember, well, I can attempt anything. No one can tell me that I can't try. And sometimes it just takes having the courage to attempt something, to take those first steps that starts you down a new path. So she has become a very important person in my life. And I thought, whether you enjoy these genres or not, her story is so good. And her workbook, her subsequent guided journal is so much fun that I think anyone could benefit from her story and from both of these books. I'm going to talk a little bit about the books and then I'm going to dive a little bit more into how they helped me in making my impact and then how I think they could help you in making yours. So Felicia's first book is, like I mentioned, a memoir, and it came out in August 2015, and it's called You're Never Weird on the Internet, parentheses, almost. So she goes into how she was homeschooled in the Deep South and how right at the same time that she was this kid in in kind of isolation because she was just going to school at home with her mom and her younger brother, it was around the same time that the internet was just starting and they had a computer at their house that connected to the internet and she went online as a pretty young kid and found video games and that she could communicate with people about the video games that she was playing. Of course, now we know a little bit more about how risky this can be, but it worked out okay for her. But at least Felicia doesn't mention there being anything untoward that happened to her. Instead, because she wasn't going to traditional school, no one ever told her that she was uncool for liking video games and calculus. She's like this math genius. She graduated valedictorian. Oh, she started college at the age of 16 as a double major in math and violin performance. And she graduated as valedictorian of her college class. So when I say she's brilliant, I mean it. But then also, as she was going along, she she didn't have anybody telling her that she was uncool because she liked video games so much and the arts so much. So when she graduated from college pretty young, but younger than most, she actually headed to Hollywood to pursue a career in acting. And then, like I said, you know, she eventually, she had some pretty good success getting parts in TV and commercials. She was a working actor, able to support herself, but she got bored with that. She wanted to create her own thing. She wanted to do something deeper. But before she got started on the Guild, like I mentioned, she was discouraged enough that she developed this 
gaming addiction. And she's very candid about how wonderful it felt to be part of this online community and then also how detached it made her feel from reality. But she would just invest in this game hours and hours like a full-time job during the day. She would miss auditions. She would, you know, pass up opportunities because she had duties to do in the video game. And then she found this support group of like-minded women who were trying to achieve goals and they helped her come out of that gaming addiction, which instead of shaming herself for it, instead she embraced it, overcame writer's block, and despite dealing with some severe anxiety that she goes into about candidly as well and depression that she had at the time, she reinvented herself by creating this character, writing exactly what she knew. She based characters in the TV show, the web series that were based on, you know, amalgamations of people who she'd gamed with for years. And then this entire community of people found the show and related to it. And like I mentioned earlier, not only was Felicia a pioneer in the web series, she was a pioneer in crowdfunding because she didn't have any money or resources to make this show. And... No, they put together a few episodes and put it online. And then before crowdfunding was so common, it was before Kickstarter, it was before GoFundMe, they were like, hey, if you like the show, maybe you could donate. What a ridiculous thing to think of as even being possible. And then they got this totally unexpected outpouring of support. And this web series ran for six seasons. And to this day, Felicia Day draws huge crowds at cons all across the country. Like you might have heard of Comic-Con, right? They have cons like that all across the U.S., all across the world, actually. And she is still to this day a huge star in that realm. She also talks a lot about what is called Gamergate. And this was what I alluded to earlier. Gamergate was this sort of online harassment campaign aimed specifically at women in gaming. If you've heard the term doxing, where someone goes online and unearths people's private information, email addresses, physical addresses, phone numbers, bank records, health records, illicit photos, things that people would not want to be made public are made public, right? This is part of this online harassment. And Felicia Day suffered this because she expressed that she was a woman who loved gaming. That is her perspective of what happened. And this is what made national news. And she, oof, man, it is harrowing to hear her talk about that story. And she wrote about it knowing that there was a good chance that it would make people target her further. These are people who are called trolls online and their their whole purpose is to go online and upset people. But she she goes into all of these issues and finally toward the end she candidly discusses some mental health issues that she struggled with, anxiety and chronic stress. And she realized just how much not fixing what was going on mentally for her was beginning to affect her in so many ways that at the time she considered more important, right? It was hard for her to place a priority on her mental health, but eventually she realized it was affecting her physical health and the things that she wanted to do with her life. And so she talks about how ruthless she became at cutting out stress and seeking help. So 
This is just my own summary, I guess, of her story. And I feel like I make it sound so serious, but I am telling you like her turn of phrase, the story she tells about when she's a kid, the funny stories she tells on herself are so engaging. Her own voice, it's witty and you feel like you become friends with her. Like there's a reason why people love her so much. I would recommend reading this. If you want to read the story of someone who carved their own path and makes it a priority to inspire other people to carve theirs, then this is someone, whether you relate to like individually the project she's worked on or not, it's about the story. And her story is nothing short of inspiring. And there are a few things in her story that helps me in making my impact. And I feel like these are themes that could help anyone. And this is why I am encouraging you to check out this book, read it or listen to the audio book. For one thing, Felicia always pursued what she enjoyed, whether that was math, which, you know, is practical, but also acting and writing. So of course she had people saying, you have a viable career. You are in math. You are a valedictorian as a math major, right? She could do anything. And she has this family family full of scientists and mathematicians. But what she was really passionate about was acting and writing and the arts. She was also like a virtuoso violinist, right? So couldn't she just go and make a career as a violinist? But that's not what she wanted to do. She broke away from norms to go and take a big risk and pursue something that is very difficult to break into. And she had to persevere. And here she is to this day. She has built this niche for herself. I feel like a lot of us in making our impact have to overcome the same things, right? Whether you decide to, like me, pursue something like founding a nonprofit or working for a nonprofit, it's not especially lucrative. And you may be discouraged by other people or your own thoughts from trying it. Or if you're wanting to make your impact in another way, there's any manner of logistics that you need to overcome and people telling you that it's too hard and that you should focus your efforts somewhere else or that's really nice, but it's taking up a lot of your time. Shouldn't you be shouldn't you be socializing more? Shouldn't you have more fun, you know, or trying to guilt you for spending time doing that? I mean, there's all manner of ways that we can be discouraged from something like that. And I think what makes Felicia's story so inspiring is that when she would come up against stuff like that, she just continued to pursue what she loved. And it didn't really matter to her what other people said. Or if it did, she overcame it and placed more emphasis on her own passion and what she wanted to pursue. Something else that I appreciate about Felicia's story is that she capitalized on and embraced the things that made her different, the things that made her weird, right? That's the word that she would use actually in in her title. So for example, she had this unusual experience, not as unusual anymore, but in the 80s, it was more unusual to be homeschooled. And it helped her to learn how to manage her own time, to take initiative to do things herself, not to just conform to what was popular because she knew what she enjoyed and she wasn't around anyone to tell her otherwise. And there were times she talks about feeling isolated or ashamed or misunderstood, not having a lot of friends, and that was hard. And those things could uh, maybe deter someone from pursuing their dreams, but instead she embraced those things and they helped make her what she is today. And she also embraced the fact that she'd had this gaming addiction. I mentioned it a little while ago. The amount of shame that she felt was very real with that addiction. 
addiction. And the difficulty that she had in overcoming it, just like with any addiction, was very real. She's candid about it. Of course, in her way, she says it in a way that will make you chuckle when she's talking about um, how sad she was when she wasn't gaming and she made a commitment with this group and like there were like special hats that that all of the characters in the game got and she didn't get it because she was gaming but she read about it and it made her cry and the way she tells the story you kind of laugh because she's saying it in a funny way but it's not laughing because it's funny it's you know it was a really hard for her giving up something that was a comfort and had become her identity that is not an easy thing to do I think one of the things that I love though is when it came time for her to figure out what this next step in her life is going to be she fully embraced what could have been a negative thing right? What if she had decided I'm not, I'm going to deny that I ever did gaming and and deny that this addiction ever happened. Instead, she used it to propel her forward. And now she games online frequently, but it's no longer an addiction for her. Um, but it informed what she decided to create. And I, I think that a lot of us can experience difficult things. For me, I experienced a lot of bullying when I was a child. I have my own set of insecurities that I deal with. And instead of maybe being ashamed about that, we can use that to propel us forward into what we want to create in our lives. We also talk a lot about self-care on this show. We talk about how if we don't take care of ourselves, it can lead us to burn out before we've fully lived into what we're passionate about. And Felicia's story illustrates this so well. In, you know, from the outside, it would look like she was at the top of her game she had this pioneer web series. She'd created this online YouTube channel that was just going gangbusters. She was well-respected. She was being consulted. She was writing. She had so many irons in the fire. And on the inside, she was crumbling and experiencing severe mental health problems. And she was stuffing them down and ignoring them. She was not engaging in self-care. And from the way she describes it, she came really close to burning out entirely. And thankfully, she didn't. Um, and she also didn't slap a Band-Aid on it. She dug and she dug and she pursued mental health care and she learned how to eliminate stress, how to say no to things, how to let go of some control and how to engage in self-care. And that made all the difference for her. And the way she tells the story is so relatable and instructive, honestly. And then finally, this is, you know, this is really, I think, the biggest thing from her story that is my takeaway. She gave herself permission to do what she wanted to do. And then beyond that, she learned what needed to be done. And like I mentioned, and I said earlier, I discovered this book and Felicia's work at the same time. I mean, the very same time that we were founding the Dragonfly Home. We were building it from scratch. Myself and my other two co-founders had basically given ourselves permission to build this thing. I was desperately needed by people who have 
experienced human trafficking. And there was so much to learn. We had experience, but we were not only getting our programming for human trafficking survivors up and running, but building the business of a nonprofit. For me, I had to learn how to build a website, a donor platform. I started our social media accounts from scratch. I learned how to write grants from scratch. I was learning graphic design and video editing and podcast editing all that year, planning a huge event. There was so much. I was working all the time, every day, no breaks. And it was worth it. And I knew it was going to be worth it. But it had its hard times. It had its hard moments. And I I really believe it was like divine intervention that I heard her story that summer. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that I like to watch my favorite TV shows over and over again. I watch new stuff too, but if I find something that is really speaking to me, I don't mind watching it over and over again. And I can be that way with certain audiobooks. And that was her book to me that summer. I've listened to it since, but that summer, I would just listen to it over and over and over again. I would finish it and start it up again. I would listen to it while I was driving, taking a shower, sometimes while I was working, if I wasn't writing at the same time. I just needed her message to get into my head. And then that next summer is when I had the idea to start writing a memoir. I had no idea what it was going to become. But I know that I had a different level of boldness and attempting to start writing about my life in part because she was one of the voices I heard that told me I could. I hope what you're hearing is that this is the kind of book that could benefit you wherever you are in your life, a book that you would enjoy that can really inspire you in making your impact because I, um, I am not exaggerating at all when I say that this book changed my life. Next week, I'll be reviewing and sharing some of my personal entries from Felicia's second book, Embrace Your Weird, which is a guided creativity journal that was both fun to engage in and really unexpectedly gave me this window into myself and my capacity for making my impact that left a truly indelible impression on me. Normally, I would say let's wrap up today's episode with our impact highlights, but I'm saving those for the conclusion of this two-part series next week. Until then, please follow me on your preferred social media channels by searching Melissa Ike, E-I-C-K on Facebook and Instagram, and at MJ Ike on Twitter. I'll be back next week with part two of my Felicia Day book review and more to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make a positive difference in the world. Until then, please subscribe to this podcast to get inspired and remember that the world needs you to make your impact.